0: you have joined me today for another episode of the show i'm thrilled because we will be hearing from two of my pastor friends here in goliad texas from grace temple church As they share part of their testimony and story of the faithfulness of God and overall also how they have been faithful to their family, to each other as a married couple, and even to the body of Christ in their local congregation. So we'll be talking with Pastors Clem and Dolores Garcia today. But before we get started, I wanted to remind y'all that my ministry website has been updated. You're welcome to visit it online, see what God is doing and is fixing to do through the ministry the Lord has blessed me with, and that you can find that website at unspeakable-joy.com. Also, not only to listen, but to share it. Share it with your friends, your family, even your pastor friends, as they will also be encouraged by God's faithfulness to lift their faith along with their life. Also, thank you again for doing that. So, Pastors Clem and Dolores, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. So, I wanted to tell the listening audience a little more about y'all and your biography and your background so they can get to know you a little bit more before we jump into the interview. So, Pastors Clem and Dolores Garcia, first of all, have been married for 44 years. Praise God for that faithful, prime example of the faithfulness of God and even to each other in their marriage covenant. They have three daughters. All serving God in one capacity or another. And they have also been blessed with a couple grandchildren as well who are serving the Lord. They have been at Grace Temple Church in Goliath, Texas for 31 years. 14 of those years, they've been sitting and serving under their local pastor at the time. And 17 of those years, more recently, they have been in full-time ministry as lead pastors here at Grace Temple. They enjoy being with God's people and their family, and they enjoy road trips, dining out, which we will actually be doing after this show today. <laughs> enjoy reading and doing yard work. I tell you what, to be able to save yard work, that's a blessing. They love being at church. They love being in the house of God, in the presence of God, yes. and being able to serve the sheep that God has placed here in their congregation for all these years of faithfulness of your church here at Grace Temple. So as we start off the interview, I want to start with Pastor Clem. The first question I just wanted to ask you about, how this all started before you even became pastors or born-again believers is what did God deliver you from? How did you get saved? Even maybe tell us about how you got born again.
2: Well, you mentioned that we've been married 44 years. And in order to uh, truly understand our story, we have to start with uh, the fact that both of us were raised in broken homes or homes of divorce. We were young, high school sweethearts, and became pregnant at the age of 17. Both of us weren't pregnant, my wife was. But we we birthed a child at a young age. So that was uh, one of our biggest obstacles is being babies, raising babies. So your question was, what what were we delivered from? I would have to say probably uh, just a, a hopelessness of striving to keep a young family together without any moral compass or any uh positive influence in our lives at the time uh the struggle was just keeping a family together and i even after 44 years i still say that's the hardest job on the planet is keeping a family together and i also find that as uh the greatest success or achievement of my life even though i've been pastoring for a long time the, the idea of keeping a family together is a priority on my list, and I believe that it's God's idea also. But also, I uh, was delivered from a, a life of, of drugs and alcohol, uh, all kinds of addictions, and just shortcomings, negative self-image, and uh, always blaming others for my circumstances, and just really a, a, a life of, of no hope, an introvert with a lot of hurts, both of our stories are kind of the same. The Lord began to deal with us at a young age. We were in our early 20s, and the Lord began to deal with my wife through some co-workers on her job, and he was dealing with me through some family members. So uh, luckily, we were, we were both being, our hearts were being tugged on by the Lord at the same time. Yes. So when we, we both were more or less born again around the same time and got into fellowship, early in our walk and it has been really the anchor of our family and is the reason why we can say that we're still together after 44 years. It hasn't been just all peaches and cream, but having the Lord in your life makes all the difference in the world. And that's why we're here today to express the love of the Lord, how his influence can make an impact in our lives and can determine our destiny when we totally trust in him
0: praise god what a powerful um, start to this podcast with you sharing that even the fact that god is faithful that you know the song i, I referenced it recently in a, another podcast but reckless love you know that worship song is popular right now and it talks about god will do and go to whatever extent possible and necessary to pursue us And even like you're saying, Pastor Clem, you had that background of drugs and alcohol and brokenness and the different things that you dealt with and experienced for different reasons, you know? But even in that, God knew the calling and the purpose on your life, and he was faithful to pursue you and to bring you, all of us, to bring us out of that miry mug and and dirtiness, and really the world is what we were part of, and bring us out and make something beautiful. He already had calling and a plan and a purpose for your life, and so that faithfulness drew you out and got you born again, and both of you, you know, on your way and fulfilling your purpose and your calling for uh, your life. So, Pastor Clem, also, you know, God brought you out. God got you hooked up here with Grace Temple Church all those years ago, and had you serving and learning about the ministry and being faithful to what he had called you to do. And through that process though, he set you and installed you to be the lead pastors, the senior pastors here at GTC. Can you tell us about that? How did that come about?
2: Well, it kind of evolved. Grace Temple Church was not the first church that we were involved in. We we were living in Austin, Texas at the time we got saved and we tapped into a church there uh, for several years and we were uh, taught some basic fundamentals that really, really helped us about concerning the grace of God, the goodness of God and how God is love. And so we had a good foundation when we moved back to the to the Victoria area, which is where we're from, uh, Victoria Goliath area. And uh, so we found this church and we had, we'd known the pastor through some previous uh, relationships through other churches. So we started visiting this church in 1988 we liked what we heard, so we planted ourselves here and began to serve. And you know, as a, as, a, as a believer, one of the things that we get to receive as believers is the idea of a family, a family structure. And since both of us were kind of raised in, in broken homes, we could see the dynamics and how God's hand is on the local body and the church to, to reconcile families, to help families. And, it's, and families are, are God's idea. So we were, we were a good fit because it's something that we longed for, something that we needed and something that we could learn from other family members and stuff. It wasn't hard for us to just begin to serve in any capacity, whether cleaning the yard, cleaning toilets, working with children, working with the youth, and it just kind of evolved. And we sat under uh, the founding pastor of this fellowship for 14 years and just ministered in some of those areas I just mentioned, never dreaming, or never expecting uh, that someday I'd be a pastor. That was the last thing, the last thing on my mind. It's something that I never thought of as a, as a young person, uh, but it just kind of evolved. The church voted us in. We've been ministering now as full-time pastors for 17 years, and it's been really the joy and challenge of our life. And it's, uh, we, we've been at this local body for 31 years and just feel indebted to what the church helped us. When we when we got here, our marriage was in trouble. I was in trouble. We just uh, were at a bad place. So this church received us as a community. They helped us, they built us up. They put us on the right track. So we almost, you know, not, not felt in debt to this community or these people exactly, but to the Lord himself. And that would include this community and this church. So we just started serving wherever we could. Now here we are, never dreaming that one day we'd be uh, senior pastors and what one, one day turned into a month in a year and now was it's been 17 years and it's been a joy our oldest daughter uh, served on our praise team for over 14 years and she's moved on to another city but she was involved a gifted musician our middle daughter is involved now on our praise team and our youngest daughter lives in Austin and she's a, a Bible graduate as well and loves the, the word of the Lord and has the word of God on on her heart and on on her lips Uh, So we're blessed to see our children pressing in. We still have one daughter that lives in our area with with grandchildren and her husband. And they're also faithful members of the church. So we're blessed to to have them nearby and uh, work with us as well.
1: One of the things that I wanted to share about our time here at Grace Temple is that we um, have had the joy of being with people that are still in our local body that have been with us for the 17 years or 30 something years that we've been here i mean we have literally have people that were here from the very beginning that we have just grown to really become a family and that's a beautiful thing because sometimes in churches people come and going and you see that a lot but we actually have had the pleasure of, of seeing each other's kids grow up and grow up with each other and just have that grace and that love and like pastor said just grow in 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 god's love and i think that that's that's something to be proud of because um i I don't think everybody can say that (laughs) i think it's just a beautiful thing
0: I totally agree, and I love how y'all both referenced that, and again, that's talking about what we're discussing today on the show, and that is faithfulness, because yes, we can be faithful to the Lord in serving in different capacities and things that he's called us to do, but um, one thing that I've seen within the body of Christ in my couple of years of ministry is that sometimes people feel called to a community of believers, and then For various reasons, you know, they all of a sudden feel God wants to have them do this or that or the other, or they don't agree with the pastor, which we're not going to agree with our pastors all the time. We all have differences of opinion and say, well, we could have done this different, or I think we should have done that differently. But we believe in the faithfulness of God, even to our ministers, that they are hearing from God and leading us accordingly. So we do our best to submit and pray for the ministers. But in the faithfulness that y'all both referenced, I think that's beautiful because, you know, you go through trials, you go through tribulations as your own family and as a family of Christ, but yet we stick it out and we hold each other's hands and we, you know, push through and count the cost and we're there faithfully serving each other. And even sometimes, I'm, I imagine y'all have gone through things within your family or leading people, having to correct people. Yes, you know, different things come up within the body of Christ, but yet your members even have been faithful to you, and it is a beautiful thing, and and it's a thing that we can boast in. We boast in the Lord and His goodness that people, you know, have not been gone astray or what's popular now in the church community, where we say they church hop, you know, for various reasons, but yes. they've. They've put their hands to the plow, even unto you as their spiritual leadership. And, and that's one thing, the, one of the last times we were able, for those of you listening, uh, we were able to meet with Pastor Clement Dolores here in Goliad um, that really struck a chord with me. And, and I knew I had to have them on the show Is Pastor Dolores was talking about that. And, and we had a lot of similarities um, within their lives and our lives. And so um, I know what that's like also because we were literally born and raised in our current church that we are uh, hooked up with. And after a while, you get to be relatives in a sense. You feel like your aunts and uncles and cousins. And you see people and you walk through life with them through the good and the bad. But you see the faithfulness of God towards them and then them also towards the Lord that we don't give up we don't give up and we press on and we press forward so praise God for that I'm so proud of y'all and in the few times that we've been able over the last couple of years to visit with y'all we just feel the spirit of God here it's the same spirit and
1: we've been blessed to be able to sit under y'all and hear ministry and sermons one of the things about God's faithfulness also was just um you know, us being here in Goliad, it was really a God thing. God spoke to us about coming here, and and uh, we're from Victoria. I never in my wildest dreams ever thought that I would be in Goliad. But when God said this is where he wanted us, and God spoke it both to us, and we just came together. And, of course, when we got here, you know, people were wanting to know who we were related to, why are we here. But, you know, you can't tell just anybody that God sent you here, because people wouldn't understand that. But we've been here because God sent us here. We know that we know that. And the sky's been the limit ever since. And that's what happens when you obey God. When you obey God, God opens up doors for you that you never could ever imagine. Things that He can do for you. His faithfulness outweighs everything. (laughs) And when you determine that you're gonna do things God's way, and and uh, just be led by him it's a blessing
0: yes ma'am
1: praise god for that
0: now i I wanted to touch on your family a little bit more as we're here talking about faithfulness unto god and unto each other Um, your family is so blessed and y'all are blessed with your children and your grandchildren being able to say and having the ability to say that they have served God, y'all raised them in a godly home, and to this day have continued to serve the Lord. Um, they didn't, you know, get involved in the world growing up. They didn't desire the world, and I'm, I'm sure you, you know, you had different things as you were raising them that you dealt with. Or we all yes. are growing and being pruned, but you didn't have any major problems with, with them. And praise God for that. It's a great blessing, also. Um, So this great testimony of faithfulness is evident in your core family to God, holistically together, and even you and your husband to your family. So can you share with us how you raised such good, God-fearing children and how they are now being a blessing and faithful to the kingdom of God, serving others?
2: Well, I would say say it like this. Every time our, our children do something great, I tell them that they get that from my side of the family. And every time they (laughs) slip off the track, I tell them they get that from their mom's Uh side of the family. No, but actually, the the reality is, we've always felt that our first ministry or responsibility, because many, many people fall into the trap when they become Christians, that they want to work for the Lord and they find something to do. And oftentimes they neglect their family, whether it's male or female, the husband or the wife, and they're zealous for the Lord and they put their ministry above their family. And one of the things that we learned early, praise God for faithful mentors and and godly uh, influence, was that our our first ministry is always to our family. So we tried our best to be an example and to just uh, do what we said instead of just do as I say, not as I do. And uh, so we tried to practice what we preached the best that we could towards our children, but I really would have to give uh, the majority of the credit to my wife because she homeschooled two out of three of our daughters from the time that they were real little and just spent a lot of time in every one of their lives. And the youngest one went to went to public school, but Dolores was always involved in her, you know, extracurricular activities, sports or whatever. And so she spent the majority of the time influencing them in a positive way. So her raising them, me trying to keep the fort down and I would say that she was also the disciplinarian, so she gets credit <laughs> for that.
1: <laughs> no, and, and really, we give God all the glory, all the glory, because it was through his grace and his mercy that he has taught us, you know, being parents doesn't come with a manual. And you just go along and you follow God's manual That's because true. it's the best one. And if you do things God's way, God just leads you in you know every facet but you know what what we have also done is we understand and got a hold of the fact that our girls belong to God they're just on loan to us and um when they're in God's hands he he you know we love them but he loves them even more and he goes before them and we always just trust it that no matter where my girls decided uh, you know my oldest and my youngest they're a little bit more adventurous and they would go here and go there and want to go you know all over the place and sometimes as a mother you know especially when they're first graduating school and and flapping their wings you know people ask you how are you so at peace knowing that they're you know out of state or wherever you know And the thing is that we know that God goes before them, and they belong to God. And we've trusted Him to have His hand on them, and He really has. God has blessed all of my girls. And just, it's been amazing. It's been amazing to watch. And uh, I can say the same thing for my grandchildren. My grandchildren are learning what they see at home. I think we shared with you all about our grandsons and, and them tithing and You know, uh, that was not anything that they were knocked in the head over, you know, but they saw it. And we talked about it. And we've always just said, if you do things God's way and follow his principles, the sky's the limit. And it's just a beautiful thing to see that my boys give. And within a day or two, God's given them back what they put in. And they're amazed. They're amazed to see how God works. And it's just Again, God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness.
0: Praise God. What a testimony of the goodness of God. And and being able to witness the seeds that you've sown into your children and your grandchildren's lives to grow and bear much fruit. And not only much fruit in the sense that the Bible talks about, you know, good fruit, bad fruit, fruit that's going to be purged and thrown out or it's spoiled or, you know, rotten fruit that you don't want people to partake of. But y'all have had the... The ability by the wisdom of God and his strength and and the spirit of God to be able to raise your seed, your godly seed in the ways of the Lord and that faithfulness is evident now that your children and your children's children are bearing much fruit and it's good fruit so that leads us into the next question pastor Dolores how has your family been involved in ministry now I know y'all shared that they've been involved with the worship team I imagine growing up with the children's ministry different (laughs) projects I know a couple years ago y'all had um, a Christmas activity where y'all had the the Bethlehem village Mm -hmm. yes out here on your grounds and and we got to come and enjoy, and it was a huge production, and I imagine a lot of work to set up, produce that, be a blessing to the community, tear it down, everything, you know? Um, and I know your youngest daughter, also an ordained minister, is involved in a lot of mission work, but can you tell us how they're serving the Lord now, and how they're being faithful to the ministry that God's called them to?
1: Well, it's um, Angela is still doing praise and worship in her local church now. So she left doing that when she was here and just got hooked up. And now that she's where she's at, uh, she's also doing that. And she's very anointed, not to brag, but she's, she's gifted and the Lord is using her. And of course, we're so proud of our middle child that is now singing on the stage with me, alongside me and so uh, it's an awesome thing but you know um, our girls because they were raised in church like you said they've done children's church themselves they've been a part of everything because this is what they know this is what they know so in whatever capacity it was that they were needed they were always stepped up to the plate rachel our youngest is in austin and she is also working Uh, at a Christian school and the Lord is using her there and she's got involved in a local church and just doing whatever God puts before her. Her heart is to do uh, women's ministry and she's had a couple of occasions where she has spoken to the women and stuff and she's just a joy to listen to. So it's been a blessing to just watch what God does and what he has done. His faithfulness. (laughs) I can't say that enough, his faithfulness, because it's him. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with us. Uh, He's good. And if you put him first and you allow him to just take complete control, then he will show you. I mean, he'll open up the windows of heaven. That's what he says, right? And we get to experience it. The Word says that He came to give us life and life in abundance, and that's here. That's here on earth for us to see. That's not just something that we have to look forward to. We get to experience it here, and uh, it's a beautiful thing
0: amen amen yes ma'am what a beautiful thing for your family to be serving God and along with that I want to echo what you said that yes this whole show today while it may seem like we are bragging on your family we are in a sense because we are boasting in the Lord we're honoring the Lord and giving him glory for the things he has done not only in your family but here within your church community and we thank God for that and honestly truthfully, I would say that that is God's desire for the family, like Pastor Clem opened up about. That is his desire for our future, for those of you listening, your family dynamic, that you can live the abundant life and have peace in your home, have joy in your home, not have turmoil and rebellion and constantly be stressing out with your kids and, you know, marital issues and Again, while stuff does rise up and we do deal with different circumstances, we go through it. It is possible to have a a family unit and a church filled with the faithfulness of God and, and to have a testimony that sometimes people say, well, that's not a testimony to say that you are faithful to the Lord or faithful to your family and your wife for so many years, which I love, you know, the testimonies where couples are married for 50, 60, 70 years sometimes. But it is a testimony, and if anything, it is one of the most powerful testimonies out there to say that you kept yourself in the Lord that you were faithful to God that even though trials and tribulations and storms came up you didn't give in many different things and while we know that God can redeem all of these things and one is not better than the other per se because God loves us all the same and his faithfulness to us is the same We know that it pleases God, even with this family today, the Garcias, it pleases God when there is faithfulness that abounds and that fruit is evident in their ministry and in their family. Now, for those of you that may be listening and say, well, Joy, I don't have that. I have not experienced God's faithfulness to that degree. I come from a broken home, like Pastor Clem said that that he and his wife came from. How can I attain that? Well, as you study the scriptures, as you get into God's word, as you get under a church, like Pastor Clem said, that takes you in and helps heal your wounds and steers you along the path of righteousness, you can have that for your now and for your future. God can redeem all things. And so that is part of the perfect will of God. While we're not perfect in the sense that we know affection. maturing and growing in God together and so that is again the faithfulness of God evident to you. So what they have what they have worked for in a sense, what they have attained is not necessarily been easy all the time but praise God for where God has brought them now that they can look back and say thank you Lord that we were faithful to you, to each other, to our children and thank you for where you have brought us to. So we do boast in the Lord and we honor
2: let me, let me interject to that. You know, the Apostle Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. And as a young believer, I used to have a problem with that, with that scripture because it put you in the middle of somebody else because he's saying, follow me as I follow Christ. And I used to think, well, I'm not in any position to ask anybody to follow me as I follow Christ because I, I always felt unqualified. And I think most of us will always feel unqualified, but it's when we, when we go from wanting to be served to wanting to be a servant that something switches in our life. And I've learned through experience and there's no substitute for experience that uh, the more we live to ourselves, the more we live a selfish life, the less appealing life is, the less fulfilling life is, and the bigger our problems become. But when we take on a servant's attitude like Jesus had, whether it be in our home, to our spouse, to our employers, or our authority, whatever, when we, when we take on the identity of a, of a servant like Jesus himself did, it takes us to another place, kind of to another dimension, and life becomes fulfilling. And when you're living for others, then life has more meaning, it has a bigger reward, and it can be enjoyable. The Word gives us everything that we have need of uh, to walk the walk. That's why it's important. We get involved in a church that loves the Word of God, that preaches the Word of God, because the Word of God is the key. Without the Word of God as our instructor and without us being obedient to the Word of God, we're just going through religious motion. So it's the Word of God that makes the impact, the ultimate impact in a person's life, not just knowing it, hearing it, professing it, but believing it and seeing it materialize in your life when you practice what it says.
0: Wow, praise God. Well, Pastor Clement Dolores, as we begin to close, um, y'all talked about serving here in the Goliad area and things that God has called y'all to do. Uh, what does the future look like for both of you here within your ministry?
1: Well, one thing that just comes to my mind is, you know, as believers, we know nothing about retirement, you know? There's no retirement in the body of Christ, and the benefits are out of this world. (laughs) So you just keep pressing in, you keep working, whatever God puts before you. Um, You know, with this season and the time that we're in, things are a little bit different in our world. But you know what? God doesn't change. God is the same. He's good, and He changes not. He changes not, and... We have much to look forward to because we know who's in control. We don't have to put our trust in man. We don't have to put our trust in in anything, just Jesus, and know that he can be trusted. We can rely, lean upon him, and he's always there for us. And whatever it is that God does have for us, we're just going to move forward and just do whatever door he opens for us my husband especially but i was starting to go with him on mission trips and enjoying every bit of that and of course now we can't do that but whatever doors god opens for us if he's in it we're there
2: i think one of our, our greatest joys is, has been as pastors and and this is kind of sad but every time a pastor meets another pastor the first question is, is how how big is your church and everybody pulls out the, the, the measuring stick and we're, we're in a small town in south texas We've always had under a hundred members, and you know, as, as young believers, as young pastors, the first idea that comes into your mind is you wanna build a church up, and your idea of building a church up is numbers. After you've been ministering a while, you come to realize that that's not as important as change lives, because oftentimes, Christians just go from one church to another, and we just have a revolving door with different believers looking for a different flavor. But what we have found to be the most rewarding is when we see lives changed families healed people reconciled relationships restored and the reality of christ to manifest itself in in people's family that it changes their entire destiny and that's that's kind of how we 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 measure success when we can see a family or a life healed and come to the saving knowledge of the lord there's no bigger miracle than that so we're, we're just excited about making ourselves available to this community. This is where the Lord has us. We've met some amazing people. We've been able to deposit in people's lives. And at the same time, we've been encouraged and loved. People have just really made us feel welcome here, needed, and appreciated. So that's extremely important for ministers as well, is to uh, to be encouraged you know, occasionally from from the recipients of the word. And we, we, we get a little feedback every now and then. <laughs> But, uh, of course, we do it as unto the Lord, and that's really the key. I've seen a lot of people get involved in ministry. They do it for the wrong reasons. They get burned out. They get mad. They get upset, and they end up uh, on the short end of the stick for it. But as long as we remind ourselves that we're working as unto the Lord, that it's His field, the Scripture says that the harvest is plentiful. So there's plenty of work for anybody that wants to work and that the laborers are few. So we just counted a joy that we're able to be co-laborers with the Lord in his field.
1: That's right. That
2: our time on earth is short. We don't get to take anything with us. I was joking with the congregation the other day. I said, because the Bible encourages us to store up treasures in heaven where thieves can not break in, where we don't have to worry about it, lose sleep or whatever. I hope when I get to heaven, I don't have to take a loan (laughs) now. And it it took a few people to kind of (laughs) chew on that before they understood what I was saying. But if the Scripture encourages us to store up treasures in heaven, that means we're going to have an account when we get up there. If you get up there and your account is slim, it's 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 not God's fault because there's right. there's plenty to do. There's always somebody needing a word of encouragement, and you know, oftentimes ministers become introverts and look at their their own shortcomings or problems or whatever that it stifles their ability to minister. But anybody that has the love of God in their heart can minister to somebody else, whether it be a co-worker, a family member. And that's really how I, I started out. I remember when I first got saved as I had such a, a, a love and a fire for the Lord that people were calling me reverend way before I ever even thought about going into the ministry uh, just simply because I love to share the love of Christ. So really anybody that's sharing the love of God is a minister. And the scripture encourages all believers to get involved in some capacity not everybody's going to be a a pastor an evangelist an apostle or whatever but there's room for workers in the body all the time we just have to find a spot to to get involved in and the Lord will will work on that despise not your humble beginnings that's
0: right that is so I wish I could have you on longer on this show. Praise y'all God. Y'all are depositing so many good things to myself and even our listening audience. And I wanted to highlight a few things that Pastor Clem referenced right now. But the one thing I would say, too, is part of God raising you up to the position y'all are in today is because of that faithfulness. Like Pastor Clem said that even when he first got born again, ministering to your neighbor, to your co-worker, to your family, to anyone that God would put in your path was the faithfulness that God saw that you were willing to share the gospel and his goodness with others that even your congregation, those that have been here 30 plus years with y'all, they witnessed that. And so they knew when the position was open and the vote took place and everything, they had that confidence in God, in you. To say, yes, their faithfulness is evident. Their testimony, you know, is is great. We trust them with our future. We trust them with our spiritual welfare and well-being. And so God was able to advance you and promote you, in a sense, into where you serve today. And that faithfulness is so true. I love what you said about a servant's heart. Because sometimes it can go to ministers' heads, you know, go to our heads. Oh, I'm the pastor now, and I'm all that, and... Follow me as I follow Christ. But then we lose sight of, like Pastor Delores saying, hey, this is all for God's glory. It's not about us. It's about Him. It's about serving others, washing other people's feet, and walking the long uh, life together, serving God faithfully. And so, yes, sir, that was good. That was good what y'all shared that. You know, no matter what, you just do what God's called you to do. And even with the future of your ministry, I have nothing against modern churches with the lights and the smoke. And I have nothing against that because there's a lot of big city modern churches that are doing great exploits for the Lord. I mean, the anointing yes. is present. That's right. But praise God that here in what God's called you all to do, that you all are faithful to the word and faithful to the worship and faithful to the servant's heart that you referenced where you haven't gotten caught up in all that in a sense, that you just give the gospel for what it is. And not that you're not a seeker-friendly church and what modern church says sometimes about seeker-friendly, but the, the friendliness and the seeking that you want people to come to your local body and just the body of Christ in general is that they're seeking the signs, the wonders, and the miracles. What the gospel is about, not help me feel good, per se, although we know that the Word of God brings us into that abundant life right. and that prosperous life, spirit, soul, mind. Yes. A lot of people deal with mental health issues now yes. in our body, but like Pastor Clem said, it's healing the family. It's bringing the joy of the Lord. It's, it's uh, mending relationships. It's saying, hey, God does want you to prosper in your finances. All the different areas that y'all know about as pastors that you've helped your sheep with, along the way. So um, yes, sir, praise God for all of that. His faithfulness, again, towards y'all and you also to your family and the body of Christ. Well, Pastor Dolores, this has been a great interview today. Thank you all both for being on the show. Um, If people want to visit your church, if they're here in the... South Texas area near or they want to partner with your ministry or just learn more about what y'all are doing for the Lord, how can they contact you?
1: Well, we do have a Facebook page and since COVID have gone live, so we have some viewers on there and there's, uh, from time to time, there's uh, communication, uh, people asking questions and um, entering in. It's been wonderful. I never thought that i could say thank god for covid but good things have come out of it it hasn't all been bad but yes we we record the live service every sunday uh facebook has been a good communication
2: grace temple church goliath texas
1: yeah 117 temple street
2: if you're ever in our area we'll promise we'll make you feel right at home i'm sure you've heard that somewhere (laughs) <laughs> Find a good Bible-based church This is a good Bible-based church
1: Yes
0: Amen, amen, that's so true I know even when we were setting up here Pastor Clint, uh was already bringing that hospitality out Offering coffee to us <laughs> So that's a prime example of what he said It'll make you feel right at home well, um, as we do close right now, do y'all have any closing remarks for today's listeners? Anything else you'd like to leave them with? And then uh, Pastor Clay, if you don't mind praying for
1: our listening audience. I can't say enough about pressing into a church, getting involved, and um, grow where you're planted. It's very important that you grow where you're planted. Lots of fruit comes from that. Amen. And uh, we're very strong in... Um, Encouraging our people to watch their confession. Your confession has to uh, line up with God's word. That's right. And uh, I just think that that's that's a big thing. We tell our people over and over and over and over that the tongue is a very powerful thing, and we need to be careful with what's coming out of our mouth. And you know, stay connected to the Word of God. Stay connected to your local body. There is much fruit to be said from staying grounded because you can't grow if you're going here and there and just letting somebody tickle your ears you know there there's a lot to be said about staying even though when you're you're thinking well maybe it's time to flap your wings i always just say you better know that you know that you know that that's what god's saying because uh, I, I have too much, I have a good fear of the Lord inside of me. And I want to know that whatever it is that God's saying, that it's God that's saying it. Not my emotions, because I got my feathers ruffled or anything like that. <laughs> but that we know, you know, and it's okay to do that. But just know that, that it's God. Uh, we have to have that reverence before Him uh, to do wh- whatever it is that His will is for us.
2: Amen. Yeah. We've always been firm believers in grow where you're planted, mm-hmm. and uh, when we give the Lord an opportunity, when we when we plant ourselves in a church, and and unless there's something going on, the Lord can use can use you in whatever whatever part of the world you're in. Yeah. Just I've I've always enjoyed this this saying, and it, and, it, and it goes like this: It says that you you only love God as much as you love a local church. And there's a lot of people that claim they they really love the Lord and they go nowhere. So the best place to express the love that you have for God is in a local church. And the best place to receive everything that God has for you is in a local church. So we're going to pray for you. As my wife mentioned earlier, watch your confession. Life or death are in the power of the tongue the scripture says. So if we can create our own atmosphere with the words that we speak, it's important that we, we, we speak positive things over our life, over our families, over our loved ones, over our children, over our own selves. And the best the best confession to have is the Word of God. So get the Word of God in you. Yes, amen. Memorize the Word of God. Profess the Word of God. Speak it and see it come to fruition in your life. Heavenly Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, first of all, for Joyce Eastles and for her ministry Lord, we just pray your, your goodness overtake her, Father God, this day, that that she would be a some 1 woman, Father God, that everything she put her hands to shall prosper. And Lord, we just thank you for this platform that you've given her, and we pray that you would just breathe on it. Lord, we thank you for all the audience that is listening to every person at the sound of our voice, Lord, that you would minister your goodness to them. We thank you, Father God, that there's no time in your spirit that someone on the other side of the world could be ministered to, that someone could receive a word from you, Father God, by just simply recognizing that you love them. And Lord, I pray that you would encourage every listener, first of all, uh, concerning the love of Christ, that you gave your only your only son to give his life on the cross on our behalf, Father God, that we, that we might be restored to you. We thank you, Father God, that he, that he has now given us that same spirit of reconciliation that we're reconciled to God. Now our job is to reconcile others. And Lord, I pray that if nothing else, people would remember, Lord, that your love covers a multitude of sin, that our sin is forgiven, that we're new creatures in Christ, and that we have a new life, Father God, that the enemy is a liar, that God is good. And we thank you, Lord, for every person that that is striving for more. Your word says that when you seek me with all your heart, with all your mind, you shall find me. And Lord, we just, we just water every seed that has been planted in young believers and those that are still have wobbly legs, Father God, and, and, and whose footsteps are not firm and, and who are doubting their salvation. Lord, we just pray that they would recognize that it's by your grace that they've been saved, that they can't earn it, that they can't deserve it. And Lord, that your goodness is what has brought us to this place. And that your word says that you're the author and you're the finisher of our faith that you began a good work in us and it's and it's you that brings it to completion and our job is to just simply press in to believe and have faith to exercise our faith and to believe father god that all things are possible through you so we thank you lord for all that you're doing in the earth today we thank you father god that we get to be a part of the big harvest that that is taking place in this world And we thank you, Lord, for who you are, for all that you're doing. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen.
1: Amen. a powerful time we've had today
0: with pastors Clement and Garcia of Grace Temple Church in Goliad, Texas. Thank you both for being a blessing to me, to my family as we've gotten to know you over the last couple years and even to the podcast audience today, talking about the faithfulness of God. And I just want to say thank you, too, for being faithful to even your local ministry. Rest assured, God is seeing, he's watching, he knows all, and he will continue to bless you and your seed. Godly seed for generations to come. So praise God for that. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please let me know. You can listen to or others on anchor.fm/slash unspeakable-joy and not only listen but share. Share it with those that you know that will be encouraged by today's uh, word of faithfulness. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you.